Welcome to the Married Life Management Podcast with Coach Chinda Chinda. A show loaded with practical tips, purposeful scripts, personal stories, and simple steps to make your marriage work. So get ready to receive the bespoke transformational information you need to create and maintain a satisfying marriage daily from someone you trust, your mentor and marriage satisfying expert, Coach Chinda Chinda. Welcome to the My Life Show, where we give you tips, scripts, stories, and steps to make your marriage work by creating your own version of extraordinary and satisfying marriage. I'm Chinda Chinda, your host for today. I'm a certified relationship and performance coach, a speaker and NLP practitioner, a gospel preacher, best-selling author, entrepreneur, youth and young adult mentor, and most importantly, I'm a husband to my best friend, my life mate, my love, Chimzi Chinda, and a father to two incredible talented boys who gives me the opportunity to learn, grow, and change every single day whether I like it or not. Yes, we are in for episode four, Marriage is Not Biblical. But before we go into all the talks and discussion and content and whatever you want to call it, how are you? I mean, how have you day been and how was your week? How is your family? How is your husband? How is your wife? And how is your husband and wife to be? So I want to say thank you for always being here. All those in Edinburgh area listening through DAB, I really, really appreciate you guys and all those listening from all over the world. I want to say thank you for always being part of this show. Don't forget, you can always reach to me via info at marriedlifemanagement.com info at marriedlifemanagement.com you know you can send me email you can dm me on social media just type my name and we'll be able to have some chat but my heart is a little bit heavy this week even though the week started so great for me because i had my 14th marriage anniversary yeah 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 that's right so yeah we've done this stuff for the past 14 years it's been beautiful it's been amazing but my heart has been a bit heavy because my home country nigeria uh, there have been some devastating flood in fact from the media we've been told that this is one of the worst floods nigeria has experienced for a long time and based on the statistics as that when i'm recording this wow I was told is um, about 1.4 million people has been displaced in their homes. Over 40,000 houses has been dis- destroyed. And apart from that, we've lost quite a number of people, few hundreds so far, and, and the number is still rising. So I just want you to have a moment to pray for Nigeria um, and pray for all those that have been displaced. 1.4 million people is quite a lot of people, a lot of uh, hectares of lands, farmlands, businesses, a lot has happened and it's going to take quite a long time for this uh, wonderful uh, brothers and sisters to recover. So whichever way you can help, you know, by giving, by praying, by supporting, please do so. And I believe that God is going to bless you, but he's going to enrich you. So I just wanted to put it out there for us to support, for us to support those that are, you know, having some challenging time. And we have other countries as well. We need to always remember them in prayer in Europe, in Asia and other parts of the world that are going through difficult time this period. 
And I believe as you do so, God is going to bless you so much. The other thing again I wanted to highlight was me and my wife was able to share about 14 things that we've learned over the 14 years we've been married together. So the show is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to be able to share a few things that uh, I've been able to put together in relation to marriage is not biblical. And then we're going to take a sun break and then we'll come back to talk about these 14 things that me and my wife shared so you'll be able to hear her voice you'll be able to hear her own side of the story and how we have been able to uh, thrive for the past 14 years despite the ups and then that we have faced together so i'm excited wow who's excited for this evening so it's gonna be an exciting one honestly it's gonna be really really good Ah, uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> anyway, you be the judge. But look, this this is very important. What we're talking about today is important. Marriage is not biblical. Just thinking about that topic, what comes into your mind first? Marriage is not biblical. What are you thinking about? Marriage is not biblical. Because the way you view this episode today will determine quite a lot in your marriage if you're married and also for those that are not married if that makes sense because that is that is a statement of a mindset it's a statement of a belief system and mindset belief system your actions your behaviors will be directed based on that statement so the way you are going to behave, the way you're going to act, and the way you're going to do things with your spouse on a daily basis will depend on the belief system you have behind that statement. And when someone says marriage is not biblical, obviously it's very clear that they are coming from a place or a theory that disputes or distorts the biblical standard of God's plan and purpose for marriage. And I can tell you there's a lot of theories out there, though unfounded, about God and about marriage. And we have so many of them written everywhere. You see them on different books, on YouTubes, on social medias. They write in order to discount the fact that there's no God. And when you say marriage is not biblical, you are completely saying there is no God. I mean, you're saying that there is no deity, there's no super intelligent designer. And then your theorist and your belief system would definitely oppose anything that God has talked about. And we have some of them like atheism. You know, they say there is no God. I mean, if they say there is no God, then why would they believe that marriage is biblical? Obviously, they will say marriage isn't biblical. We have the polytheism. Teaches that there are many gods. Now, not just no god, but there are many gods. That's a twisted mindset as well. And also, we have the omnitheism who believes in all gods. All right. Uh, we also have the uh, materialism, which declares that there is nothing in existence beyond what is physical. Then we have the evolution, which argues that higher forms of lives we are not created but evolved from lower. Once we have uh, what's the other one? 
deism which asserts that there is a supreme being who is neither interested nor ever intervenes in human affairs but he only creates the world like a watchmaker and left it to run on its own then we also have the agnotism that says there may be a god but there is no sufficient evidence to prove he exists interesting so in fact the agnostic declares there may be or there may be no god i am not sure well we have all sorts which i don't want to bore you with all this easy stuff right but it's important to know that these theories and several other ones like them they are not truthful from a biblical point of view you know they are products of man's finite mind and futile attempt to find god through human reasoning and the so-called scientific approach they have deployed in order to interpret their theories but you know god is such an awesome one and when you believe that god does not exist i want you to think carefully how is your marriage today what are the kind of views what are the belief system that drives everything you do in your marriage now some of you might be saying oh i go to church oh i pray this and that but have you borrowed some ideologies some philosophies from the world view now you use it in your marriage as if they are biblical and that's why sometimes we have some difficult problems and troubles and issues that is almost impossible for us to come out of it because there is no evidence of grace there is no god involvement in it do you understand so marriage is a big deal so your belief will determine how successful you will be in your marriage and marriage is not at root about our feelings you know because feeling comes and they go but about keeping a promise you made a vow to your spouse and you said this and that is going to happen i'm going to take you i'm going to do this i'm going to do that and that is why bible speaks of marriage as a covenant which god is one of the biggest witness the biggest attendee so when you think about marriage what are your beliefs and how do you take marriage because the views you have will determine your actions and behavior in your marriage now i'm going to just tell you about three basic lies if you live and act in a way that shows that marriage is not biblical even though you might be in church you might be busy with religious activities one of the lie is this if you are not compatible you may have married the wrong person interesting do you believe that this is such a big problem today you see god truth says that marriage is a covenant relationship once you choose to marry <laughs> it's no longer up for debate as to whether your spouse is right or wrong or this or that marriage makes them the right one because that's what you chose 
For it's a commitment before God. It's never to be based on shifting feelings today, tomorrow. It's based on choice every day to love the spouse you have chosen to marry. You chose the spouse. In a world that often prefers to, you know, trade in for an updated version. Well, I'm not comfortable with this man. I need an updated man. I'm not comfortable with this woman. I need an updated woman. This truth does not make sense. But according to God's words, it's very clear. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate, let no one put asunder. Mark chapter 10 verse 9. So you need to understand that when you are in the marriage, if you're married right now, you chose this person. And the day God witnessed that marriage, regardless of where it happened, caught, regardless of where it happened in church, by the seaside, by the beach, traditional, it doesn't really matter right now, you are legally married. And God witnessed it. You know, one of the things I want to emphasize is this. Marriage is a common grace. Do you know that? Marriage is a common grace. And it's a grace that's available for all. So, whether you believe in God, you don't believe in God, let me just let you know that marriage is a common grace. It's like the sun. The sun is shining, both to the just and the unjust. The reinforce both to the just and the unjust. So it's a common grace. And the reason why created, the reason why God created marriage is to ensure that the human race continues. He had a clear plan right from the beginning. So it is critical for you to understand that marriage is a big deal for God. It's God's idea and he has plan and purpose for it. But when you begin to say, oh, in this my marriage, my husband were not compatible, my wife were not compatible. Well, you have to figure out a way to understand yourselves. But if you have this mindset that marriage is not biblical, one of the lies is, oh, because we're not compatible, let's, that's the end. Oh, I've married the wrong person. You start feeling disillusioned. And unfortunately, the marriage might begin to suffer. Because your mindset is shifting. The second lie that I just want to highlight is this. If you are not happy, don't stay in an unhappy situation. You deserve more. Well, this is this is this is a lie. Because for many of us, marriage can tend to bring our selfishness out like naughtiness. We want our way. We insist on our rights. We want our spouse to make us happy. And right now, in the midst of the demands, do you know what happened? We will never be free to truly love and serve one another because your love and service is based on what you're going to get. Our focus will tend to be one-sided. And let me tell you something. One-sided will not go very far. Yet God's goal for marriage was not just to make us happy. The truest picture of marriage is that it symbolizes the love of Christ for us. And his desire for us is that all of us will portray the image of God through our marriages. If you are saying that you're not happy, then you're looking at the wrong place because your spouse is not going to make you happy. You can listen to one of the episodes that we've already done, episode two. Marriage does not bring happiness. Go and listen to it and then you understand what I mean by your spouse is not your source of happiness. That is, if you find God and you begin to understand the dynamics around that 
I don't want to repeat a lot of things we said in episode two. Just go and listen to episode two. You understand that more. But you need to know that love is patient. Love is kind. Love doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. If you have this kind of mindset, then marriage is biblical to you. And then you will do whatever it takes to make your marriage work. Does that make sense? Now, let me tell you about the dead lie. Marriage is a 50-50 relationship. Oh my goodness, that is just not correct. Marriage takes two people fully committed, choosing every day to love and cherish. 50-50 will never be enough to see you through the toughest times. It's only half effort and it seeks to compare what we are doing with the other. And all the time you are doing this, you're always checking, oh, what has he done? What has she done? Your expectation is always going to be very high. You're looking for ways and how you can actually get what you want. And the moment you're not getting what you want, you start withdrawing. You stop doing what you're supposed to do. Do you know what? This is not what God intended. No. His plan is a covenant relationship centered in Christ. Loving through Christ. That is what will carry us through both good times and bad. It will take the full effort of 100% effort from both parties to have a strong relationship which will thrive over time. And how can you even achieve that if both of you are not one? And that is why, you know, the concept of two becoming one is very necessary. Always check your relationship. Are you spiritually aligned? Are you emotionally aligned? Are you mentally aligned? Are you guys one in God? Because when there is deviation, then the difficulty will begin to start and you will not be able to fully manifest what God had designed your marriage to become. So, God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And this is why, you know, a man will leave his father and mother and we unite with his wife. They will become one flesh. With this, then where would that be 50-50? It has to be 100-100. And it's important that we just talk a little bit about this oneness. Because you might say, it's a man, it's a woman, his husband and his wife. Why are we one flesh? How does that come about? Well, the relational aspect of God's image is totally, completely reflected in the bringing of together of male and female in one flesh. You might be physically different, but spiritually one. You are equal before God from the same source because he made both of you. This oneness with sexual differences portrays various aspects of God's image. Same nature and essence, equal members before God, intimate relationship, common purpose, and distinct personality with different roles, including authority and submission. I mean, think about the Trinity. The Father leads, the Son submits to the Father, and the Holy Spirit submits to both the Father and the Son. However, all three are fully and equally deities. Likewise, male and female in the marriage relationship are of the same nature and essence. Equal as persons intimate in relationship, common in their purpose, 
but distinct personality with different roles. The husband leads and the wife submits to his leadership. This is this is biblical marriage. And if you want to experience this kind of marriage, then you need to understand that you have to follow the principles and the precepts that God has laid so that you can have a marriage that is thriving because now you're not just normal couples, you are kingdom couples. You are couples that God has called so that your marriage will portray his glory and his image. Now, if that is your essence, if that is your plan, then things are going to be different. Things will never remain the same in your marriage and your relationship. And that is why I'm welcoming you to understand the fact that marriage is biblical. God created marriage. It covers every aspect of human existence. The physical, the sexual, the mental, the emotional, and the moral. Both the spiritual and the economical. It's such a powerful thing that every Christian, every believer, whether you understand the principles or not, the fast still remains. Marriage is biblical. And if you just want to know how you can make your marriage an amazing one, an amazing place, then please... Just come to God. He's going to help you and he's going to turn your marriage around. As we continue in this episode, I would like to highlight that the next section of this episode, me and my wife are just going to share about our 14 lessons that we have learned over 14 years of marriage. In this part of the episode, I want to share with you what me and my wife learned in 14 years of marriage. I would like you to just listen and see what you can pick out of it and how you can continue to build an extraordinary and an amazing and satisfying marriage. This is Chinda Chinda. And I'm Chimsi Chinda. And today we're gonna to be sharing with you guys 14 lessons Today is actually our 14th marriage anniversary. Yay! So we're going to be sharing 14 lessons we've learned over the years. So we don't really know what we have. Exactly. Yeah, and so we we chose not to look at each other's list, list so that we'll just find out what are the individual lessons each spouse had learned. Yeah, we're tied in out about, yeah, October 11, 2008. Eight. Eight. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> in the most beautiful and amazing country. Nigeria. Nigeria, Africa, Pathakot. Yes. Okay. So today we just want to be real. Um, and just let you know that uh, this marriage thing is, possible. is, is, is possible. It's interesting. And also it's challenging. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So we have different 14 things that we have learned. So, so I'm going to start on you. Well, well ladies they first. say ladies first. <laughs> this is so... Mates. Right. Yes. So she is my soulmate. I yes. know there's a lot of understanding and controversy about this, but I mean... We're uh, soulmates, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. there is no... Going, there's no back. going back, there's no yeah. backup plan. Do you have backup plan? No, I don't have any backup plan. No plan, so, B. No no plan, plan B. B. We are all in 100% committed to make this work. Absolutely. Like we said, we have our individual lessons. Uh, let me allow the incredible and amazing, wonderful wife and gorgeous <laughs> woman. Yeah, so let's let's oh hear gosh. your first one. So it's not in any particular order, but the first one is knowing your temperament, knowing 
Tinder's temperament or know your spouse's temperament because you'll be able to deal with them accordingly. So Tinder is a sanguine choleric and understanding the strengths, the weaknesses of your spouse's temperament will enable you to deal with them effectively. So that's my number one. Now what about your own? temperament of, of course of course you as a person you yeah. understand your own temperament which you also enable you yeah um, I, th- I think i agree with that because that is one of the one of my points okay. so i don't need to repeat that again okay uh it's so critical and so important mm. that as an individual you know yourself mm-hmm. and understanding yourself will help you to manage you manage your own expectation and manage your own wants and needs. And then you'll be able to communicate what you need as well to your spouse properly because you know you, right? Mm. And then the other part is understanding your own spouse, just like my wife has said. Mm. uh, She's phlegmatic, melancholic, you know, and her personality is is really different, unique. Yeah, she has grown, but you need to understand that there are fundamental things that is just about strengths and weaknesses. Isn't yeah, strengths yeah. and weaknesses. So that that will really help to uh, navigate some of the you know all times and conflict times Any as well. Qualms. So yes. my turn now. My own is that the second one. Yeah, that is for me. Right, is marriage is a gift. Mm. Marriage is a gift. You know, it's fascinating to know that uh, not every. Yeah, it's a lesson. I mean, not mm. everybody is gonna get married. Mm. Um, yeah, that's just the reality of things. And if you think about the population of the world, you know, I was checking this the other day. I realized that men are about sixty-five million more than women in the world. Mm. And there are some countries you have more men than women, and some countries you have more women than men. So if you think about the uh, demography of these genders and the places, you realize that you know not everyone is gonna get married, right? Mm. So if you're privileged to be married, mm. I mean it's a gift it's not something you should take for granted or trivialize or just see it as just one of those things it's it's a beautiful thing so getting married to my beautiful wife had taught me a lesson that is a gift that i have been given because not everyone i won't say it's almost saying fortunate or unfortunate that we'll have the opportunity that I have been given and, and I and I bless God for the opportunity to, to marry. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Cool. Um so? second one, um, for me, another lesson is appreciate growth and changes from your spouse because that will definitely happen. So we've been married for 14 years. He's changed, I've changed, you know. And hopefully for the better, you know, we've grown in, in terms of our communication, confidence, career wise, and literally every area as you get older as well, in terms of maturity, the way you think your association. So we've, we've pretty much grown. So appreciating that and having that at the back of your mind, that this will happen. Your spouse is going to grow. I think it's one of the key ones for me. Yeah, and and for me, uh, it's also similar to one of mine. What that says, changes is inevitable. Mm. And and what I mean by change, I'm talking about the growth that is going to happen in your spouse's life. Mm. Uh, whether you like it or not, the person you go married to, the first year, the five years, the ten years, will not be the same person. Absolutely. So 
just appreciating that growth and sometimes the growth might be threatening the growth might be uh scary and you might be wondering oh how can i deal with this how can i handle this all you have to do is just come from that place of empathy and understanding and knowing that the growth is for your good is mm -hmm. for your marriage yeah. good so no one remains the same no. in marriage yeah. really you have to grow and when growth happens please appreciate that growth don't don't end the growth don't fight the growth mm -hmm. look for a way to make the growth appreciate cool okay so my turn now um the other one i want to say is oh my goodness uh god God is a very big factor in marriage for mm -hmm. me. And when I mean God, I'm talking about you know everything about him, his word, his plan, his grace. And Jesus Christ is so incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason why I'm saying this, mm -hmm. you know, as a coach myself, I've seen a lot of things. And most times I see the challenges that happen in marriage and relationship that couples are not able to cope or deal with simply because there is no factor of genuine Christ presence. There is no factor of God's presence in their hearts, in their lives. And sometimes some of these issues pester and probably destroy the, the marriage and destroy the spouses mm. simply because their heart is hardened yeah. so the, the the fruit of the spirit you know it's what i mean is no longer there and the life of christ that exudes this love this peace this joy this happiness is no longer there so yeah. it's important to ensure that christ is at the center of your marriage and relationship absolutely and i think i have that one too on my list you need god in your marriage i put apostrophe apostrophe if not <laughs> because as christians when you look at the bible it talks about you the first commandment is love mm. god the second commandment love your neighbor and when you apply that in your marriage or in any relationship you know you you tend to be have empathy towards your spouse or like i said people around you you tend to be compassionate you tend to you know want to apply the scriptures in your life the, the fruit of the spirit love joy peace and knowing that this person is an individual mm. you know totally different from you coming from that point will help you you know and reading the world will help you you know navigate um this thing called marriage so yeah awesome so, awesome I think we need to that's number five yeah that's yeah. number five yeah i think we'll, we'll speed so, up a bit um the next one is forgiveness forgiveness is key in your marriage you know like i mentioned this is somebody totally different from you a separate individual different background different um will i say parenting styles you know from where you are coming from so definitely definitely you guys are going to step on each other's toes you will offend each other so have that in mind and like i said also referring back to the bible the bible say forgive your brother 70 times 7 that applies to anybody your spouse included so forgiveness is key because it also sets you free yeah. and it sets your your spouse free and don't sweat the small stuff don't just move on you know so yeah yeah i think for me. for me yes that 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 one also was on my list mm. um marriage is sweet when there are two relentless forgiven people mm. two relentless forgiven people um i mean 
Have I offended you before? Of course. <laughs> 70 times. Uh, are you 50 times? 50 billion. 50 whatever. <laughs> yes, we right? You know, I, I mean, let's, let's be honest. We are humans, right? Mm. And, you know, she's from an entirely different background, different mm. experiences in life and all that. And, and again, just being a woman, okay, there's going to be offenses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being a man because to deal mm. with me also is 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 a is a, is, is, is a whole lot, right? Mm. So just appreciate the 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 opportunity to forgive, the yes. opportunity to experience some uncomfortable moments, Absolutely. right? Because I think that matures you. Yes, that makes you to appreciate each other, and then you even learn from the process of resolving conflict. Mm. You know, trying to deal with issues because you have to forgive, and I say. As someone that practices, you know, godliness, practices being like God, right? Mm. It's a fundamental thing. Think about your life. Every one of us have offended God over and over and over and over again. Mm. And yet he's still forgiven. I mean, whether you want it or not, but whenever you ask, the forgiveness is there. So I don't know, you might be listening to us and you're wondering, ah, you don't know you know what it did to me. You don't mm. know, oh, my own is so much and hard. I want you to know that forgiveness is critical in maintaining peace and longevity of your marriage and relationship Absolutely. so yeah marriage is sweeter when you have to forgiven people Absolutely. and uh, it sets you free sets the other person free as well and don't sweat the small stuff like yes. she said yes. okay yes yes so what so, number are we on yeah so that's number six number six so going to number seven no i thought that was number Five. Yeah. That's so number this five. number six now. This number this six. Number six. Yeah. So me. So number six. So actually, showing number five on my list. We've done five. Okay. Okay. We've Still. kind of. Yeah. We're not repeating. Okay. We're not right. repeating yeah. the reports. Okay. So, uh, for me, number six is very important. Money is a big, big challenge mm. in marriage, mm. and if you think about it, for us, you know. At the beginning, we, we didn't really have much, um, mm. but we just managed, you know, things 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 didn't start rosy at all. No. Um, it was quite challenging. Both of us was actually in school at the time, mm. you know, doing part-time jobs in the UK and uh, trying to raise a family. I can tell it was very, very difficult. But understanding how, how money works and having a clear communication about money is yeah. very, very important. And also understanding each other's money style, money language or financial style, mm. who is the spender and also who is the saver. saver. So yeah, for me now, I'm the spender and I'm she the is the saver. So uh, I tried not to make sure she go to the extreme side. At least she's still on the other <laughs> side of spending and then me too on the other side of saving. So yes. we complement each other. Absolutely. And I have finance on my list as well. And the thing is, with us, is we've been quite open from the get-go in terms of even when we didn't have much up till, you know, how God has um, taken us to our journey. So being open and honest and having a spouse that you can trust mm. in terms of finance. Because I think some people don't want to say, oh, I'm earning this much to this spouse because maybe they'll take advantage. Mm. But within us nobody has actually taken any advantage of anybody so we've been we are open honest and we know how to navigate and say okay this is this is us um expenses for the month this is the expenses of the year this is our plan for the year and you know nobody's cheating anybody if i put it that way you know yeah. it's it's all coordinated and we we bless god for that and if we feel okay we need to do things differently 
we come together, communicate about it and, and move on to the next step. Yeah. So yeah, it's not all rosy rosy. Yes, we've had some, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do this. But meeting in the middle yeah. has kind of helped us as well. Yeah, and, and, and it's important also to uh, understand that both of you trying to contribute to the marriage because sometimes both spouses are working bringing something in mm. sometimes it's just one person bringing it but the mm. other person is looking after the kids mm. and the other person is also supporting so it it is sad where one one person that is probably maybe making more or is only one bringing the money mm. in is trying to use the opportunity to suppress and dominate and, and make the other person feel like worthless it's because i can small. because i can tell you it is not easy to uh understand how difficult it is to look after the family, the home, especially most most times women, you know, maybe yes. getting kids and all yes. that. Yes. So let's just let's just understand that is something that we have to do together. Mm. It's something that we have to work together, and it's something that we need to support each other so that we can have a better marriage and a better relationship. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So that's six. So let's do number seven. So number seven. I went through the old school way of writing mine in paper. You have yours on your phone. Yeah. Um, number seven is take care of your mental health. No, sorry. For me, number seven is communication. I'm sure maybe you have it on your list. So communication is key. You know, he's the better communicator than me, but mm-hmm. with time I've learned. When we have maybe, <laughs> when we have a, an argument or something, he's the one that will come and be like, let's resolve this now. Let's resolve, <laughs> let's resolve this now. So tell me sorry, I tell you sorry, let's go. So I'll try to, I'll be brewing over it. I'll be, you know, just acting, you know, very quiet. But he just goes straight to the point. Okay. Yes, we've had an argument. How do we go forward? <laughs> you offended me, offended you. Say sorry. Let me, I say, <laughs> so I'll say sorry. <laughs> say sorry. And we'll move on. And then we'll laugh you know, and smile. You know, yeah. see, communication is mm-hmm. a paramount aspect of marriage. It's so critical. It's like the lifeline. It's so powerful. What, what else can you do in your marriage and relationship if you cannot communicate about anything, right? And as best friends in marriage and relationship, it helps you to communicate about anything. You, you opens up about anything, if you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. Because no, no spouse is a mind reader, right? And they're not God. They don't know everything. Mm-hmm. So don't begin to assume, oh, she should have known or he should have known, blah, 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 blah. All those mm-hmm. things are just going to cause more problems in your marriage. If there is an issue or you have to discuss about anything. Sometimes when things are very rosy, communication flows. Mm. But when there is that that friction, that, yeah, that friction, that that moment, you know what I mean? That moment mm. where you know there's a little bit of tension. I know communication becomes like quiet. Everybody mm. just on their own. And it's good at least one person in the marriage is able to say, listen, I'm not ready for any silence. I mm. want to get this resolved. Because the better you communicate, you hear each other out and you find a way to meet in the middle or apologize and move forward yeah and sometimes even spouses it's difficult for some people to even say sorry mm. it's difficult for some people to even just just say they are sorry just i am sorry it's very hard and then something will linger one day two day three day four days and then other things will come in suggestions mindset everything like that before you realize it something that was like this is massive mm-hmm. and, and you might just bear me witness if that had happened in your marriage in your relationship because 
communication is is very critical so i have that as well in mind so that's that's uh number eight i think yeah so uh the next one i have here this is very very important is mm -hmm. yeah so is yeah <sighs> uh, intimacy <laughs> you, you, right you. now intimacy is really good right when i say intimacy that we have all types of intimacy okay mm -hmm. so emotional intimacy talking discussing being open being vulnerable all that you know sharing your thoughts your fears your dreams everything and you know that is very key and that also leads to spiritual intimacy praying together mm -hmm. sharing together and all that mm. but the other intimacy that's also very important because if you look at every marriage and relationship that have challenges the physical intimacy has gone you know what yes. i mean like yes. that that's that's so connection that comes from the from the place of deep you know sexual pleasure if it's no longer there i'm telling you i mean life is busy life is hard so you you need something to help you release and and, and get and get yourself sometimes just just having great intimacy the madness and the craziness and the stress of life will just give way for peace <laughs> What they have to say oh, about that. Absolutely. I I think what I wrote on my own is make love, make sweet love. So yeah, so I don't have much to say on that. Moving on to the next one. This one make love, make sweet love. Can we go to the next one? So the next one for me on That's my list nice. okay. is yeah. The next one is don't let outsiders interfere. In your home or in your your love or your marriage whichever way it's it's quite key because we've seen stories you've heard stories indirectly or indirectly you know as it, it's come across even in our, our marriage as well so you have to remember that this journey of marriage is you and your spouse you and your partner no you, both of you against the world if i put it like that mm. so it's like just imagine there's like a war going on your back is this way and your, your spouse's back is this way you you the bible even said it one shall chase a thousand mm -hmm. and two shall chase ten thousand mm. when your your boots are peace your family is at peace literally mm. you will grow yeah. you will grow because the the devil's plan is to kill to steal and to destroy so he mm. can use any means mm -hmm. so be very watchful and guide, guarded you know by outside interference yeah that, that is so important um you know i don't have them on my list but it's so critical because uh external parties can really really ruin your marriage and destroy it uh when you let them all the exes um and all the in-laws and and, and and your siblings and, and friends and business partners be very careful you know, yeah make mm -hmm. sure that you have clear boundaries on how to deal with otherwise they can really hurt your relationship mm -hmm. so my, my own the other one is this number 10 is it no no, no it's still nine because i want to okay. say mine so okay. my is, is prayer 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 Mm -hmm. this is so important okay um and 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 that is more about spiritual sorry yeah mm -hmm, about spiritual intimacy right where both spouses understand the essence of, of prayer. prayer 
Okay. Uh, there are a lot of things that you can't really change mm -mm. by whatever knowledge you think you have and all the books you think you've ever read. Mm -hmm. uh, there are something just beyond the physical strength or the physical abilities mm -hmm. and your physical intellect. You just need that supernatural divine power supernatural designer god himself to to act and and the power of god and the spirit of god has the ability to shift things in your marriage it could be relation to your kids to your marriage to your spouse to your world to your business everything mm -hmm. about your life prayer is important okay. and not just doing it alone but doing it together okay mm. they, they normally say uh couples that pray together stay together. together so mm. having that time to pray um in the morning having that time to share scriptures together i think that has really helped us it's been a tradition that we mm. have imbibed and we can see that it really helps to strengthen our marriage and relationship so please do not underestimate uh, the power of prayer if you're no longer doing it please find a way to do that um obviously for you to do that you need to come to christ you need to have the heart of christ to to connect with your spouse yeah i agree i think it, it, for me it was all encapsulating in when you need god when i yeah you know so i agree to that um the next one is invest in knowledge mm. so it builds your confidence it builds your you know better dealings with your spouse that put here so invest in growth invest in knowledge so you know is be it books be it from the from internet social media so there's some relevant information on social media yes there are pictures here there's lots of things going on but i know that you know mm. as well that there are loads of information there are you know people that give example you know married life management there are lots of information on the page in terms of how you build your marriage and you as a person you also grow don't be exactly the way you are because mm. I've seen situations where either um, the husband or the wife is growing yeah. and that person, you know, it frustrates the other person yeah. because you're not meeting the level. Mm. You know, when you're talking about purposeful life, when mm. you're talking about, you know, increasing your mm. um, remuneration, your mm. salary-wise, mm. talk about, you know, expanding on your career, talk about, oh, you know, how to handle kids, your children, just so all, all around life, spiritually as well, you need to grow. In your understanding of the world so it's so important to invest in knowledge yeah. yeah i think i also have that you know i just termed it as um appreciate the seasons of growth mm. and be intentional about growing in your marriage in your relationship like chef highlighted there's no need to overflow this mm. um you have to grow okay mm. and you have to make up your mind to be better you know marriage is a skill-based institution you need to learn and when you have knowledge, you are better prepared to know how to make decisions, how to relate, how to how to handle certain um, issues and situations when it arises. Mm. So don't just assume that what you have ever known is enough. Right. You know, you need to progressively become more enlightened mm -hmm. and become more more. Uh, educative about everything you do. There's a lot of information there. Okay. And one thing again I love about personal growth is it's important to do it jointly. Mm. Okay? To encourage each other to do it jointly. Mm. Uh, when one person is just growing and growing and growing, um, you can imagine the gap 
and then mm. in terms of communication in terms of trying to get them to understand and to know where you are going it's a very difficult place yes. unfortunately some some couples don't even want to grow Let, let's be mm. real about this right some some men don't want to grow some women don't want to grow all i would just say is that you know don't give up okay there are so many other ways maybe you have to play the other book where audio book while they are around or sleeping find a way to uh make them see things differently from a place of respect anyway and empathy don't say because you are up there and then you start talking to them like they are nothing like they're worthless that they, they are useless and all that that's going to cause more conflict and trouble in your marriage so mm -hmm. you know uh, tread this carefully cautiously but ensure that both of you are growing together it could be in different pace but make sure each person is growing it helps the marriage to be more sweet and uh, connected as well yeah so that's 11. Um, so my number 12, okay. I think for me, this is very, very important. Mm -hmm. For your marriage to succeed and become more interesting and satisfying, it takes time. It takes time. This is one thing I've learned. Uh, 14 years in marriage now, think about where we started, mm -hmm. you know, where we began. I can tell you, <laughs> a lot have changed yep. a lot has changed mm -hmm. and it's important you know that time that is intentionally invested mm -hmm. will translate into a better communication mm -hmm. a better relationship a better love making a better understanding everything your marriage will not be the same mm -hmm. so you might be having difficulties maybe you just got married now or you've been married for a while or you're just thinking ah man i don't think anything can change anything can uh, be better here mm -hmm. and you are just in that uh conflict yeah. conflict stage of your mm -hmm. marriage that dissolution stage whereby you are confused are you sure i married the right person are you sure i didn't make a mistake and all that what most people do unfortunately these days when the couples are having challenges mm -hmm. instead of them giving their relationship or their marriage time to grow and get better yes they just pack off they just end it you know sometimes they run away uh, it's not because there is um serious uh, physical abuse or something that is deadly mm. but because they have grown to that point where they're no longer attracted to each other uh so they are slight inconvenience it's like they just feel like it's like i'm finished yes. i'm over it but you need to give yourself time because marriage takes time it does. right so your number 12 so my number 12 is make love make i actually put make sweet love <laughs> <laughs> you know so yes intimacy intimacy is a big deal in in marriage and we know what that means i'm gonna stop there why are you what is happening i gotta stop there okay yeah what do you, that you can add you can add to that what is intimacy What's I've said that, it. Which one? I've said it. Which time? Sex, make love, make love. I've said right. it. Okay. Now, disclaimer is for the married. Okay. If you're single, just keep praying and uh, make sure you focus on your dreams and goals. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, as a marriage coach, I know very when couples are having issues and mm. challenges and difficulties in their marriage, the sexual satisfaction and sexual intimacy is possibly gone or is just gradually vanishing away mm -hmm. i mean god gave these things for us sexual intimacy is a gift from god mm -hmm. and if you are in your relationship in your marriage and you're not enjoying it you're not having a beautiful and amazing time together can you imagine the impact that will have 
in your overall health. I mean, the benefit is great, both physically, mentally, psychologically, and it mm. helps you to sleep. Yes, beautiful sex. Yes. You, you, gotta, you gotta do this stuff, right? Mm. I mean, in our relationship, we, we don't take it for granted at all. We, you know, I mean, look at yes, us. So we, next we, we, one. Look, we look energized by it. Yeah. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Ten. Yes, number 13. It's for you to bring the best of you to the table. Show up the best. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is this. In your marriage, in your relationship, as you grow, as you evolve, and as you get better in your relationship, it's very, very important that you take personal development seriously. Mm. You know, don't focus on saying, okay, he has to grow or she has to grow. Mm. You have to focus on you first because the better you become, Mm -hmm. the better your relationship. I mean, if you think about different areas in your marriage, is it communication? Is mm-hmm. it conflict? Is it uh, being emotionally available? Is it helping out? What, what is it that you need to grow as a person so that in your own relationship, it's not just one person because it's, yes. it, it's not just one person that is developing, that is growing. Take personal development very, very seriously because that's one of the best gifts you will give to your spouse. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. next on my list is don't sweat the small stuff or hold no grudge. So I think it's, so that's number 14. Yeah. I think it's so, so, so important because you're living or doing life with an individual that, like I mentioned, thinking one of the lessons that you have different backgrounds, different aspirations, different upbringing. So holding grudges, you know remembering oh this is what happened so 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 yeah this is what happened so 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 minute this is you will not have peace and there will not be peace in your home so problem not the finish try to you know release yourself from any kind of project you know i i think for me as well i have that one as well um it's like saying forgiveness is is it's necessary. Yeah, um, you have to, you don't have to hold things. You don't have to. Okay? You just have to find a way to uh, support each other, forgive each other and move forward. I mean, there is, I offend you, isn't yeah, of it? Of course, of course. Yeah, of and, course. And, and you also offend me. Mm-hmm. Okay, how many times do you offend me? A lot of times. And I offend you a lot of times. Mm. But does that mean that marriage will end? Of course not. Am I nice? <laughs> Even though I'm annoying sometimes, oh God, yes, no, so it's annoying. true. So yeah, annoying. but am I nice? Am I a good husband? Mm, you're a good husband. Exactly. You mm. do a good wife. Do you mm. see what I mean? Mm. But she's pretty, but annoying sometimes. That's just just the reality, you know. And I have to do everything I can to ensure that this pretty woman also do annoying, but uh, we'll live together in peace. <laughs> <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So look we've shared all these points Mm. we just want you to know that marriage is a god idea and god is interested in marriage Mm. now there's a lot of things happening out there that makes us feel ah god i'm I'm really down i don't think i should do this and you feel so frustrated and sad Mm. and it's like should i even continue i want you to know that god is interested in your marriage and interested in your affair Uh, whatever is the situation there 
there is there is time for growth there is time for you to move forward there's time for you to change things mm -hmm. you know if you take this point that we have highlighted personally and just start working on them you'll be amazed you know the the, the change and the direction that your marriage is going to take go. overall Absolutely. so don't be complacent don't just easily give up uh, continue to work on yourself mm. uh, just to round off this we want to share one quality um, between us that you know we have all qualities but this this one that I, I really love about my wife mm. um, so for me um, he's somebody that easily forgives he holds he holds no grudges okay. so that's one quality I like about him and you're very kind. You're a very thank kind you. person. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah. Right. So, I think for me, for her, you've already mentioned it. Mm. She's an embodiment of kindness. Uh, she, she, everything about her is peace. So, I see that quality as very, very important. I mean, a, a woman that is as kind as my wife is, is the best ups and downs and quirks and and imperfections and 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 wahalaness you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> you see so you know um the, the kindness and also you know that openness she has and uh, looking forward to always make sure that we maintain peace apart from the kindness that she exudes mm -hmm. friendliness is something that i love about her she's she's my friend okay She's, she's my very, very good friend. Really, really good friend. And she's she's there for me. She supports me. And she's in this marriage for life, just like myself. So we want to say that whatever it is, is happening in your relationship or whatever is the state of your relationship, we want to say don't give up. Take, take time to build yourself up mm. and trust God that everything will eventually uh, change. Walk so so, so what's, what's one last thing you want to say to them? Yeah, trust God and be real. Everything. Right? Yeah, be real. Everything will eventually work out. Don't sweat the small stuff. Please don't forget, don't forget to look after yourself. Of course. It's Mental Health Week. Enjoy. Take care. I want to say thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed the show today. Please don't forget, you can follow me on social media so that we can continue to have communication. And if you need help and support, I'm right here. Enjoy your evening and I will speak to you next week. God bless you and remain blessed. You have been listening to the Married Life Podcast with Coach Chinda Chinda. For more information on books, articles, newsletter signups, speaking engagements, online courses, coaching programs and our free giveaways, please visit www.marriedlifemanagement.com or alternatively visit www.theloveframework.com. You can also follow Married Life Management on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or subscribe to Married Life TV YouTube channel. You can also join our Telegram free groups for more support and updates. Thanks for listening.